y'all. Welcome back to Black Girls Bonding. First, I just want to say um, this is episode three for us, and I am super excited um, because hopefully you can tell that I have learned how to fade in music. So there's no more of that abrupt start and stop with the music, stopping of the music, starting of my voice. So I just want to name that I'm super excited about that. And for those that are just joining, um, just know, like, I am learning everything by myself. It has been so much fun, but there is a very steep learning curve. So I definitely appreciate your patience with me as I figure things out. And I promise you things will only get better over time. Uh, I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist. And the recovering is used really, really loosely. Um, So depending on the day, uh, you know, I can I can be a little bit tough on myself. But um, it was important for me to put this out, put this podcast out in general in its imperfection. So I hope that the content so far is really resonating with you. Um, I'm already starting to get a couple of emails in and have seen a couple of reviews. So I'm really, really excited about where this is going and where we will go together. All right. So all that said. Today, I would like for us to talk a little bit about the complications of being a woman. And of course, in this episode, we are just going to be able to skim the surface since, you know, it's a topic that scholars have been researching and studying for years. So we're just going to do the quick and dirty version together and really just talk about some things that I've observed um, that I want, you know, us to kind of dig into together. So... This topic has been on my mind for a while for a number of reasons, right? I think we all understand that being a woman is ridiculously complicated um, and probably even more complicated when you add being a black woman to the mix, to the mix rather. Um, And it can be really layered. Um, There are lots of things that we can pull back when we're talking about being a woman. But I would say in this country, um, and probably across the globe, but in this country in particular, it could be super duper tough to navigate. Um, What I've observed more recently, and I'm sure, you know, y'all heard me talk about my IVF journey um, on the first episode, and it's something that, you know, I'm still processing, depending on the day, will determine how I'm feeling, but in general, you know, something that's still on my mind. Um, And so I've begun to kind of observe how womanhood and motherhood are so intertwined, right? When you turn on the TV or open a magazine or even start to read a blog, the title will say something about like, you know, being a woman in this day and age or navigating all the difficulties of being a woman. And almost immediately, it's something along the lines of how difficult it is to be a mom, how to multitask being a mom and some other important identity like you know, maintaining your career, being a community leader. How do you do it all? Being a daughter, sister, mother, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I read it, I feel a little bit deflated, maybe a little bit isolated, and frankly, a little bit angry. And to be clear, you know, though I'm not a mother, I do have the ultimate respect for motherhood. I can't even begin to imagine how hard it all is. It does look like an Olympic sport to me, to be honest. Like, I don't know how you know, folks navigate all that stuff. But all women are not mothers. And so these two terms are not that simply interchangeable. And some of us, for some of us, it could be a little bit triggering, right? Because there are tons of reasons why women don't become mothers. 
it could be, you know, a physical limitation. It could be because certain circumstances in life didn't quite align the way we wanted them to. You know, it could be a number of reasons, but I don't think it makes us any less of a woman and I any less of women. I'm not saying that right, but y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, and I think that the automatic coupling of those two terms sort of implies that without being a mother, you're not a woman. And I know often that's not intentional, right? But I just think we have to be super duper careful about that because society... Um, will have us believe that you're less of a woman unless you have given birth. Um, and, and we see this play out even in women, you know, with women themselves, un- unintentionally, for sure, right? Like, we've all been conditioned to believe the two are connected. I know for a, lo- a long time I did. It's only been recently when, you know, certain things have sort of come up in my own life that I've been able to kind of see the difference between the two, And I guess I remember having lunch with a friend shortly after my failed IVF attempt. And, you know, this is, you know, an acquaintance, I guess I'll say, somebody that I know um, that I've known for for a while, but like not necessarily a super close friend. And I was at a pretty low moment in that time and kind of struggling to find purpose, struggling to sort of figure out, you know, how I was going to make my way in the world. You know, the whole thing. Right. It's, It's such a daunting process. And I remember sharing that with her and her response to me was, you know, well, maybe you should just, you know, help mothers with their kids. Maybe you can be a part of their village. And when she said it, all I could do was like stare at her in shock. And I and I understand now, right, like having some time and some space that, you know, she's a mother and balancing a ton right? Like feeling so overwhelmed, feeling like she's always drowning. And so she was literally thinking, well, if you can't do it for yourself, then maybe you can do it for other people. And so I totally understand the intention. However, in that moment, you know, I was kind of pissed because I was like, okay, here I am just telling you that I cannot have children. And your answer is to help someone else that could. And in that moment, like, I gotta be honest, I could give a fat fuck about the challenges of motherhood and how I might be able to help her. Like, I, I just didn't care. Or not her, but, you know, any any mother in general. I just didn't care about that. Like, I was in my shit and couldn't even think beyond myself. Therefore, think about what a blessing I could be to somebody else. I just wasn't there. And it just really, you know, again, goes back to that notion that I was originally talking about, which is like, there's something a little disempowering <laughs> about being a woman without children, right? And And again, it's all society, it's all conditioning, but I think we've all been told for so long that it is like the ultimate role. And I, and I believe that I do, I believe that it is such an important role, but I think there are others. I think there are other roles that are really important that women can play that are just as salient in our lives and just as important and critical in our own lives. And I think we just need to be careful when we clump the two together and there are there there's an alternative because I remember kind of thinking about this as I said and and how we kind of clump the two together, and I just be happened to be like in a grocery store and I like flipped open a men's health magazine or whatever, and I was like, huh, not a single article in here about fatherhood, <laughs> you know, and and then it got me to thinking. I used to work in advertising a long time ago and would read all of these, you know, I would get all the men's magazines and kind of flip through them just to kind of understand what they were. 
And I can honestly say that I don't remember ever, like ever, seeing any articles about fatherhood. Like it's usually about physicality or career advancement, maybe even some dating tips, which again, you'll be hard pressed to find. But fatherhood, nope, not going to happen. And I get the patriarchy at play here, right? Like fathers are simply not expected to take on the responsibilities that mothers do. And so the content content doesn't feel as relevant to them. But if we dig a little bit deeper, fatherhood isn't necessarily expected of men either. Think about it. You may meet a man in his mid-40s or 50s with no kids. And your first thought is like, oh, he's living the bachelor life. He must not want to be tied down. He wants his freedom. He wants to do what he wants to do. But meet a woman in the same circumstance, right, with no kids. And all of the sudden, sadness takes over. And you want to pummel her with questions. I've seen it. I've been on the receiving end of it, right? Like all the things that come up, like, oh, you, you know, you're such a good person. You would make such a good mother. You know, why don't you try? Have you tried? What about adoption? You know, all these things. People have very good atten- intentions. But without knowing someone's circumstances, right, it could very well be there, there are tons of women <laughs> living very full and happy lives without having children. And yet, yet, the first thought many of us have when we see a single woman or a woman with no children, the first thing we think of is, you know, sadness for that person. Just think about that for a minute. One thing I've been really inspired by is the new generation, right? Which makes me sound so old. But Generation Y are really doing the work to challenge what we previously take as a given. I love the fact that they don't feel the need to conform to what has been. And trust me, I get it. I get that it's the generation that folks are saying need to be coddled, need instant gratification, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about that another, another time. But in terms of like the things related to identity or mental health, or just the way that we look at the world, they're really challenging it. And I appreciate that so much. I'm so inspired by them and their fresh look and just the constant questioning and curiosity around what it really means to show up in this world and to show up as a woman. You know, what does that look like? What does it mean? And I, I don't feel, you know, obviously, you know, that those kinds of societal norms or societal pressure doesn't, inc- doesn't just go away overnight. Totally get that. But what I do see is this like sense of challenging what has been, right? I see so many folks on social media and other places who are like, I don't have to be a mom. I'm not necessarily interested in getting married. And to me, that is just so, you know, exciting to kind of watch because I'm curious to see how it all plays out. I remember when I was in my 20s, I was extremely career focused and so ambitious and all I wanted to, you know, in addition to my career, all I wanted was to be married with kids. And looking back, I can see how closely that that was tied to my own worth. And I spoke about it a little earlier, but like, no matter how much you accomplish as a woman, you're nothing without a man by your side and a baby in your belly. Like it is constantly reinforced to us. And I remember graduating from college and, and even getting my MBA and my family, particularly older members of my family and not all of my family to those who may be listening, but a ton were like, oh, I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. But 
Now all you need to do is find a man or you didn't find a man while you were at school. And talk about deflating because do you know how hard it is to get your MBA? Do you know how hard it is to graduate from undergrad? Like these are hard things. And instead of folks just being happy for that huge achievement, you know, the underlying message is, I mean, you did all right, but you didn't bring home the big prize. And it does kind of make me wonder if, you know, the thing, you know, being married with kids was something I absolutely, you know, wanted deep in my spirit or if it was just something that I felt like I had to do, something to give me, you know, some kind of validation, right? And as I've gotten older and been able to reflect, yes, I can honestly say those are things that I wanted, but I don't think it necessarily had to be at the top of my list so young, right? I don't think, I think I spent a lot of time feeling sorry for myself, feeling like I was worthless, feeling that, you know, I wasn't accomplishing enough because I didn't have those things. And if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be, girl, live your life, dream big, do the things, right? Travel, like all the things I ended up doing, but in the back of my mind, feeling like I wasn't enough. So that would be my only not my only, but one piece of advice I would offer my younger self. And I, again, going back to what I was saying about Gen Y, I, I just appreciate that they realize there's not just one path to success. That women can be whatever the hell we want. Mothers, lovers, friends, recluses, assholes, whatever. We can do all of the things. And that all the versions of ourselves get to be at the table And I think that's important. And I think we need to start opening our eyes to that and recognizing that we are not all one thing, right? We're not a monolith. We get to be all sorts of versions and all of those versions should be be celebrated. I want us to do better, especially women, because we're the ones impacted. I want us to think bigger. I want us to think about what it is to be a woman. Not a mother, not a daughter, not a wife, not a girlfriend, not a friend even. What is it like to be a woman? And dig deep here. And it's rare that I get to say this, but one of the advantages of not being a mother is that I get to have a singular focus on my womanhood. So to me, it means a plethora of things. It means both being nurturing and strong. It's being able to manage multiple things at once and also taking rest when I need to. It's cultivating deep and meaningful connections with other women, building my tribe. It's being soft and feminine and vulnerable while being strong and powerful. It's being a bad bitch and turning heads when I walk into a room because of my confidence. And it's the deep knowing of not just who I am, but whose I am. It's about evolving and being self-aware, being both introspective while being in the moment, is being both a contradiction and the most beautiful compliment. So let's start to expand our beliefs about womanhood. Let's make room for us showing up the way that we want to show up, not the way that we're being told to show up. Let's start celebrating the life events that don't include a baby or a romantic partner. Let's throw huge parties for our homegirl that just got her PhD or the friend that picked up a dope new hobby, or the girlfriend that has started therapy and is on her road to healing. I'm sure there's so much more that I'm not even covering here, but the point is we are enough on our own. Full stop. 
We don't need another person in our lives. And that includes babies, life partners, otherwise, like none of it. We are enough as we are. So I want to hear from y'all. Email me at blackgirlsbonding at gmail.com and tell, tell me what makes your mother, womanhood unique and the thing you want to celebrate in your own life. I can't wait to hear from you. Until we chat again, y'all.